Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Just Browsing Podcast. I'm your co-host, Zach, back again with Matt today. And we're here to bring you a Super Bowl recap podcast. We're a little bit late. I think the whole... Shit, we could have waited a week and we'd have had the combine done. Yeah. Fucking it, NFL it, free agency is <laughs> going to start. Um, we kind of missed the post-Super Bowl news cycle. It seemed like every podcast that I was subscribed to, whether they covered sports or not, was talking about the Super Bowl after the Super Bowl. But um, I kind of had a lot going on in my life at that time. Like we were coming back from New Mexico and we stopped in Pueblo and watched like part of the Super Bowl. And then I had to listen to the very end of it in the car on the radio on the way home. So that was, that was kind of, it wasn't like the ideal situation to watch the Super Bowl, but I watched enough of it. And then I watched, thank God for YouTube, dude. Cause just right. the other night I just watched like a, it was like a 15 minute long condensed version recap. of like the recap of the Super Bowl, all the most important plays, all the highlights, all the scoring plays, any of the controversial stuff, all in fifteen. Oh, minutes. you mean like that uh, holding call? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the end so of the game. I don't, I don't know where you want to start with this, but we we haven't had a chance to do this. Did we do a Super Bowl preview? Yeah. Well, I think we did a yeah. preview, right? We, oh, yeah, we did. It was it was called "Is the Super Bowl Rigged?" Because yep. we were talking about the AFC and NFC title games, right? When the and previewing the NFL handed the Chiefs the win. Yeah, yeah. So. We did our Super Bowl preview show. We haven't had a chance to kind of get together and talk about thoughts about the actual Super Bowl now that we're on the other side of it. So we kind of wanted to sit down and do that today. So welcome back, everybody. Um, where do you want to start with this? How do you want to dive in? Well, it's another Super Bowl where the team I wanted to win is winning by double digits at halftime, and then they find a way to just suck the whole second half. Yeah. Um, it's also another game where a referee in one specific call has the biggest impact, uh, I, I, at least in our lifetime, that I can think of. And I'm sure there might be other calls out there, like probably Tom Brady was involved in. Um, <laughs> that holding call had the biggest impact on a Super Bowl, I think, ever since, you know, I've been competent enough to follow to what's be going paying on. Attention. Right. Yeah, and so I guess that's as good a place as any to start because that was what all because it's hubbub. rigged, right? That's what our our discussion <laughs> well, was it, about. Was is the NFL that's rigged? Right. It ties. Yeah, it ties, it ties exactly into it what ties we're perfectly about. into it because it's one of those. Okay, sure. I think the corner was Bradbury or some somebody like that. I don't know. I'm not an Eagles fan. Um yeah, he goes, yeah, I held him. And I'm like, yeah, you hold him like that on every fucking play. One, you didn't, like, tackle the dude. and You don't see Jersey being, like, tugged while he's trying to reach and extend for the ball. The ball was overthrown by 15 fucking yards. If you don't hold him, he's Juju's not catching that ball anyways. So it's one of those things, it's like, is that really worth throwing a flag in under two minutes? Was that on third down or fourth down that play? I believe happened? that was on third down let me go okay. to the let's go to the play-by-play -play. yeah because i wanted to remember the exact scenario that that happened in so it was third and eight at the third 15 and right. and and at that time what was and the at score? the time it was 35 35 right right so mahomes threw in with a minute 54 left right so that moves it from Fourth and eight at the 15, kicking a game-leading field goal. Not saying the Eagles would have won without that call, but they would have had a minute they would have 45 had, yeah. minimum. Ne ne nearly two minutes, yeah. <coughs> to run the play. Um, so 
so we watched like like I said, we were driving back from New Mexico, stopped in Pueblo at Taya's uncle's house, and and I got to see. We missed a, a portion of the first quarter, but I got to see everything from like midway through the first quarter all the way on to about like four minutes to go in the game, and then we had to get on the road and head back because we had work and stuff the next day. But um, so we listened to on the radio in the car on the way back the last like four minutes ish. Right. So we're sitting there listening to it, and so this this I I say this just to give perspective of like I didn't actually see this play where the holding call was made until days later i didn't see it but then you sign you're like what right so we're sitting there listening to it and i'm thinking you know i here it is third down it's a minute 45 to go whatever game's tied it's it's third down it's an incomplete pass i'm going hell yeah the eagles got a chance the chiefs are gonna have to settle for a field goal here but they're gonna give the ball back to the eagles with roughly two minutes to go maybe a minute and a half whatever and and they're only going to be like down one by three. They might be able to tie it, put it into overtime. This is shaping up to be like an all-time Super Bowl. Right. Literally, it was going to be an all-time Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was a tremendous game all the way up until that point. And then I hear, oh, there's a flag on the play, yada, yada, holding on the Eagles. The Chiefs get a whole new set of downs. Fan-fucking-tastic. That way, the Chiefs get to run out the rest of the clock, basically, and, and, and kick then kick their game-winning field goal. Instead of the Eagles having a chance to get the ball back, which I think the reason why most people who were not Chiefs fans who were watching that Super Bowl are so upset. everybody but Kansas. Yeah, so millions of people who were watching that game are upset with the way that that all shook out is because the refs deprived us of an all-time finish to an already all-time Super Bowl. I think that's what makes everyone so fucking frustrated. And this is something that if you watch enough sports, we've all seen games like this, whether it be in the NBA or Major League Baseball or NFL, whatever, in big primetime playoff games, championship games. Usually the philosophy is let them play as much right, as you let can. Them fucking right? Play. If you didn't throw the flag in the first quarter for the same exact yes. play, yes. you don't throw the flag in the fourth quarter with under two fucking minutes because. Left. You know what? We're not all here to watch you ref a game. We're here to watch the two best teams in the league. No one's here to play watch each other and see who's the best. And you, we don't want to facilitate it. It's kind of like the basketball equivalent would be like a guy drives to the hoop late seconds in the game and goes up for a shot, and they call a ticky tack foul. Right. Give him two free throws, and that's how that team wins right. the game. It's like you kind of just robbed us of an exciting finish and you kind of just handed a win to the other team. Right. Like that's how everyone other than fans of the team who won are going to feel with a result like that. Which is basically what happened the football equivalent in the Super Bowl. It's like why are you and then to get into the actual holding call. So I did see it obviously days later and then I told you the other night I watched the little YouTube recap and you see it, and you're like, I mean, I guess there was a small hold there, but like, is that something but, that again, let them play? Right, Why couldn't so, you just no call? Just, so just don't say anything. Now, what we would have to do if so, this is where I think, and this is, goes across the majority, if not all, major sports, right? And we talked about those with the the contracts. Refs should get paid how they perform as well, because refs can have such a large impact on games, as we've seen, like you said, basketball. Really 
you know, with this whole little, if you kick your feet out, the defender could be straight up, no contact. They kick their feet out and kick the dude who's the defender, and they're like, and all of a sudden, that's a technical flagrant 48, and everyone's yeah. like, what? All of a sudden, that guy gets three free throws. Right. And they yeah. get the ball back, and the guy gets kicked <laughs> out of the game, and you're like, wait, this doesn't equate to anything. He right. he literally right. stood there, and right. they're like, no, 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 no. He, he threw him to the ground by magical force, and everyone's like, what? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, 16 free throws. Go. But it's like, they need to like there's the two minute rule or whatever with basketball or mm-hmm. where they get reviewed like the officials and everyone's mm-hmm. like oh there was was a good you know you should have called that and you shouldn't have called that or you called everything you should have you needed to call a couple more things we, we were talking about that just the other day when I gave the example of the game from this is maybe a month or two ago but uh, Lakers were playing the Celtics I think it was and LeBron goes up for what would have been a right. game winning layup he gets clearly slapped on the forearm. They don't call the foul. Celtics ended up winning. And then the NBA comes out the next day and is like, yeah, the refs blew that call. They didn't make a correct call there. They should have called a foul. It was clearly a foul. But they're at least owning up to the fact, like, hey, we fucked up here. They they need to do that in every situation. Like, there needs to be, in my opinion, because, well, one, let's be real. And this might jump ship real quick, but... Sports betting has become such a it's huge multi-billion dollar industry and every single league out there now has a sponsor with FanDuel or BetMGM mm, or DraftKings or, DraftKings or um, Sportsbet or Bet365 or Yeah, you name it. You you name it. There's probably some partnership with the league or specific teams. So it's one of those okay, now the integrity of the game becomes that much more important mm-hmm. because there's millions There's of dollars. Millions yeah. and billions of dollars being gambled every year on these sports. So we need to make sure that these officials, one, don't have their hand in this because they can definitely skew a game. Mm-hmm. If one team shoots 40 free throws and the other team shoots 15, yeah. there's a pretty big discrepancy in who's getting calls. Yeah, And it's one of those, like, like I'll stay on with basketball real quick before I jump back in. If you look at Nikola Jokic, back-to-back MVPs, should win his third in a row again this year. The if the Nuggets are healthy, they should go to the finals for the first time ever. Like they have the team to win. If you look at his arms, it's like he's fighting fucking forty Jaguars on the court. Yet he might shoot six free throws a game. Might as the MVP. Whereas you could look at like everyone's like, "Whoa, Joel Embiid." Yeah, he's a good player, and I'm not taking anything away from him. But the dude averages like 19 free throws a game. Yeah, but he doesn't have scratches and cuts all over him. So where are these fucking injuries coming from? Like, the refing needs to be scrutinized from the very top. Like, you have to. If I was Goodell, I would have come out and been like, it's a blown call. We're going to have to review. Because now you got to go back and you'd review every play of that game and go, why didn't you call this one? Right. Why didn't you call that one? Yeah, look at similar – look at every passing play – and look at the little tugs right. on the jersey from the cornerbacks on to, to those receivers on every single passing play and be like, that's the same thing right there. Right. It's that the same is exact play. ten times worse, and, and you didn't throw your flag. And no flag. So, oh, well, I didn't But see yet, it. with a minute and a half to go in right. the game, with games on the Lions, tied game, in the fucking biggest game in the biggest sport in America, now you're going to throw the flag? Right. So it becomes like that integrity of, as a fan of the game, I feel we deserve explanations yeah. Afterward, I'm not saying mistakes aren't going to be made. I'm not saying right. that it needs to be refed perfectly because they're humans. They make because mistakes. they're humans. Yeah. They make mistakes. He might have seen something that we didn't, but then the replay shows everything that we saw that he didn't. And it's like I'm not saying you have to be perfect, but I'm saying there needs to be accountability because right. 
I'm not saying, you know, as the angry fan or anything, you should go to this person's house because, again, we're human. But it, it the, the league needs to be accountable because it, those are employees of the league. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you just ruined an all, like, an all, as much as I hate the fucking Chiefs, you ruined an all-time classic Super Bowl. It's a great game. If you give the Eagles a minute 50 and one time out to go down and all they need is a field goal to tie the game and – could force overtime or a touchdown wins it, right? Like you got to think the Eagles you, are going down and at least getting a field goal. Yeah, you got to think that they're going to yeah. put themselves in a good position. And yeah. then if they get the field goal, how much time do you give Patrick Mahomes, right? Mm-hmm. Like the storyline just gets been better and better. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, for the last two minutes, we're just going to kneel the ball because yeah. Yeah. of a holding call that. It's just so anticlimactic. Wasn't even, as, a, as a fan, you feel like you get cheated out of what would have well, been such an awesome ending. So there were nine penalties total in the Super Bowl. Guess only how, nine? Only nine, but wow. guess guess the numbers, like Chiefs and Eagles. I'm guessing it was the Eagles had more penalties. Six to three. Uh-huh. They had 66% of the, the penalties in the game. Now, again, I'm not saying you know, the Chiefs could have played a clean game. Let's be real. Each team probably should have equal flags in a game of this magnitude. It's not like one team's just that much worse than the other. Well, and I think – there's some added context to this that we should bring up, which is the whole subject of our prior podcast that was titled Is the Super Bowl Rigged, where we were talking about the results of the AFC and NFC championship games. And this similar sort of thing happened to the Chiefs in the AFC championship game. So it's like yeah. – Oh, yeah, they were gifted. They, that was way worse than the yeah. Super Bowl one. The Super Bowl and, one's just more costly. And, and, and this is this is literally – like something that happens with the Chiefs in recent years, but you don't have to go back that far. Basis. Go back to their last fucking game, which was the AFC Championship game, which was which is what got them to the Super Bowl. The refs got and them to the Super Bowl. There's similar criticisms that can be made about that game, and I'm sure there's m- numerous examples if we go back further into this season or last year's season or the season before. I mean, they've been to – so Mahomes Three. has won two – They've been to three in the last, and guess, what, guess, four guess years, five years? who they lost to? Uh, the Buccaneers. Tom yeah. Brady and the Buccaneers. Tom Brady, yeah. who gets the same fucking shit. Yeah. If he complains, it's a flag, right? And he's, just, he's the one that the NFL memes came out about when the roughing the passers were, like, yeah, getting called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one that the rule was more or less. Right. And they're football players. Let them get fucking creamed. Yeah. And I think the thing that's frustrating is, like, it's not like we're taking anything away from how great the Chiefs team is, how great Patrick Mahomes is, because they have a fantastic team. They're incredibly well coached. Hats off to Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes is a generational talent. Like No one's taking any of that away. It just sucks that it seems like you can, if you watch enough sports, you can kind of notice, especially in the pros, because this doesn't happen near as much in college, but... In the pros, when when either teams or leagues have so much invested in a certain guy or a certain team, and they've kind of just like you can tell they've just kind of anointed this person the fucking the keys face to the of kingdom, the, right? The calls tend to go that person or that team's way, and you you can just kind of see it happening. And it's like sometimes it's really like tangible, and other times it's more of like a feeling of like I can feel the momentum kind of being just pushed in their direction because right, of these forced. outside factors. Because the leagues want – they you can kind of tell they have an end point in mind, which is to go back to our conversation on the other episode. 
do I think it's scripted? No, but do I think the NFL wanted the Chiefs to win that game? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. and they were and there might be it again, it's it's kind of hard to like go out and make sweeping statements about like all oh, the fucking NFL rigged this game or the refs you know, for sure we're calling it a certain way because they were told something by the You league. have to look at every play again and go straight through the consistencies yeah. of okay, you threw it, six flags on them and you threw three yeah. on them. Let's go through these three flags first. Right. And see should you have called this on the other team at any point that you didn't and then vice versa. It's it's hard to come out and say that, but you get that feeling when you watch the AFC Championship game against the Bengals and you watch the Super Bowl against the Eagles. You're like, okay, I can clearly tell that this league wants a certain team to be victorious yeah. well, in these just games. Just look at Goodell after the, the game that, hugging Travis Kelsey and the way he yeah. was acting. It's like, right. one, you're supposed to be this commissioner over all these teams and players and you know, you're supposed to be the CEO of all of this shit, and you shouldn't be showing favoritism towards the winner. You should be congratulating them. Right. And, you know, job well done, hard-fought season, you know, you, you still earn. I'm not saying the Chiefs weren't a good enough team to win without the refs, but to have the, such scrutiny come down, like, I don't remember. Maybe the Chiefs, you know, they're having a good time in Kansas City, and their fans are enjoying it, right? But everyone else and everyone else in the media – from the AFC Championship game on, wasn't like, oh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, you know, just smoked. It's like, well, the officials, the yeah, officiating, it's the officials. The officiating. It was the big headline. Yeah. Well, was that a holding call? It's like it wasn't Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs put late rally together. It was. Right. Was it a holding call? Which is a shame, and that I think that's the thing that's so frustrating is like, if you're not a fan of any of these teams, like you know, we're we're Broncos fans. I mean, I guess if anything, we're rooting against the Chiefs because they're Broncos rivals. But we don't have anything other than that particularly invested in either of these two teams, right? So you just want to see, and you a know, good what? game. No one this year could have argued that we didn't end up with the the best team from each conference in the Super Bowl. I mean, the Eagles were far and away yeah, the, the best Eagles team were in the, the NFC team. all year. And the Chiefs, you could pretty much say the same thing. I mean, other than I would like, say they were the second best team. Yeah, other than like the Bills. I'd say the Bengals. Or the Bengals. I'd yeah. say the Bengals deserve to be in their back. <laughs> well, okay, based on the AFC Championship, yeah. But so you, what you want to see as a fan is like, I want to see the two best teams, the best team from each conference, and fucking a play a, a football game and play an all-time game and see who comes out on top. I don't, want it, I don't want it to be this awesome game that's then handed to one team because of a, a, penalty a costly penalty. That's you just feel cheated out of uh, an entertaining product. You're like, what the fuck? Right. It's supposed to be entertainment, but the entertainment also comes with all this hard work and sacrifice that all these players from both teams put in since a lot of them were six years old. You know, it's, as your brother could probably attest to it, it's not easy work to get to the NFL. Certainly, let alone is. win the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those. Don't steal a moment from these players. Let just let the game flow. Obviously, you're gonna have to call penalties. You can't just let people run off sides and drill people. With, yeah, you know, yeah. like you got to call obvious things. But it's kind of like hockey, right? You know, the some of the officials will call something. And you're like, what? You called that, but you won't call that. And they're, it's like makeup calls. Like they'll they'll try and even out some penalties. But then it's also one of those things. It's like, well, if you didn't call in the first period, don't call it in the fucking third. It's more. Yeah. yeah. That there's it's more detrimental now to the entire integrity of the game that you're calling it. <laughs> if you're not going to call it at all, 
maintain that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just, that that was and, and for anyone out there who's ever played little league sports, that was always when I played little league basketball. That was the number one thing that was a shit show. Every game was the refereeing. Yeah, and all that the parents would ask of those refs is like, look. If you're going to call a lot of ticky-tack fouls, at least call it on both teams. Right. Or, if it's 10 fouls to one yeah, foul, yeah. what the fuck's the what 10 the for yeah. and not the one? Or if you're going to never call fouls and they're just going to be tackling each other out there and nothing's a foul, then do that both ways. Right. Don't be calling it like that on one end of the court and then all of a sudden everything on the other end of the court is a foul. Right. That's bullshit. Just stick with – like. If it's St- bad, stick make to it, it bad for both teams. Right. At least we, we're all dealing on an even fucking plane at this point. Right. If there's no officiating, yeah. you guys are just here blowing a whistle every once in a while. Right. Fine. So fucking beat right. it. Like, yeah. Fine. We'll we'll make do. We'll right. adjust. Whatever. Now, I will say this: all the twenty minutes worth of ranting on the fucking refs we've done so far. That's what that's what the Super Bowl was. Was the refs again? <laughs> well, and it's it just sucks because it was the most. It's like that recency bias thing of like that's the last thing that happened so that's now all and it came at such a costly important time that now that's all we're going to focus on granted i i do want to say this i think the eagles had when i watched that little 15 minute encapsulation highlight video on youtube of, of the game the other day two things really stuck out to me that cost the eagles the game one was hurts fumble that was taken all the way back for a touchdown by the Chiefs. Huge play. Cannot even put into words how huge that is of a play in that game. The second thing was that giant punt return that the Chiefs took like all the way oh, down. Oh, you mean the one with the block in the back that they didn't call? <laughs> so that was, I think, the, that sec- was- like the second punt that the Eagles had all day long or something like that, and the Chiefs returned it like 60 yards or some shit. And end up getting set up. They, they literally, the guy got tackled at like the three yard line or some shit. I'm, I might be misremembering it slightly, but it's this massive punt return late yeah, in the game. To, to the 65 yards to the Philly five. Yeah. With, with 10 and a f- half minutes left in the, in the fourth. But yeah, that led down, to the touchdown, which right. led to a tie game. Le- leads to a, I think it was like a wide open touchdown too. So yeah. those two plays stuck out to me as like, oh my God, you want to talk about 60 minutes worth of football. Comes down to two it, plays. it comes down to two plays. Those two plays right there for the end, plus the holding call at the very end that we just spent twenty well, minutes. There's also about. a block in the back on that punt that should have been called. Three snaps, three plays, cost the Eagles a game. It, that's really what you can break it down to. Which is that's the thing about football that's so fucking crazy, and I think that's what makes it so exciting and also simultaneously so frustrating to watch. Is you can play a perfect game and make <laughs> just one, one mistake, play. and that's it. You lose the game. Well, I mean, like. Because honestly, dude, if you look at Hertz stats, he played a tremendous. He should have been the MVP. Tremendous fucking he game. He tied the record he made for most rushing touchdowns. One, one bad mistake, fumbled it, which they right. then took to the house, and that basically but cost him a Super Bowl. He tied the game for the most rushing touchdowns in Super Bowl history. Broke, set the record for most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback, and yet. They had such like I'm going to switch to the defense now. They had such a strong defense on the Eagles. They, I think they led the league in sacks and QB pressures in the regular season. They got zero sacks in the the Super Bowl. They also let a Mahomes, who apparently had oh. this jacked up ankle, run right down the middle of the field Big, for forty a huge yards. Scramble, yeah. And it's one of those things. A it's like hobbled Mahomes. Is he really that hobbled to run like that? Because I've had a high ankle sprain before, and as soon as you go to push off of that. You ain't moving very far. 
that was very frustrating to watch because like, that was another thing that stuck out to me is like how the hell did they just let a hobbled Mahomes who can barely right. walk around scramble for 40 yards? I don't like, understand how they sometimes let that Sometimes I feel professional athletes forget like where they're at and what they need to do. If you're a cornerback, right, and you're 10 yards downfield and you see the quarterback pretty damn close to you, odds are if he throws the ball, it's going to be a fucking flag. Right. So vacate your man and go hit the quarterback with yeah. the ball because you guarding the receiver it's not helping on the sideline, all, yeah. all you're doing is taking yourself out of the play. And I don't think anyone would say Mahomes is really – a threat as a rusher. I mean, he's very quick and he's good at escaping out of the pocket. He's not, not going to run like Jalen Hurts or but Justin he, Fields. Yeah, he's not a Jalen Hurts. He's not a Cam Newton-esque runner. You know, like, right. you're not expecting that guy to scramble out of the pocket and then go for another 40 yards before he's touched at all. Right. Like, I don't... That was mind-blowing to me. That, that was crazy. But I, I think... It's just such a shame for because I I am a big Jalen Hurts fan and he played a hell of a game. What's very interesting too is if you look at I don't know what um I, I think Mahomes ending stats end up looking Terrible. pretty good, but all the way up until like the fourth quarter he was actually playing a pretty subpar game in terms of like what we're used to from Mahomes. I mean he had like a hundred and eighty yards or something and like all the way until like the third quarter or some shit like that. And and meanwhile you look on the other side and, and Hertz is just so fucking killing it. So tell me who you think was be the Super Bowl MVP. Twenty seven of thirty eight for three hundred and four yards and a touchdown with seventy yards rushing and three touchdowns. Or twenty one of twenty seven for hundred and eighty two yards and three touchdowns and forty four yards rushing. Yeah, the, the the former, <laughs> the first, but guy. the other one won the yeah. game and the MVP. Well, and so that was another thing that stuck out to me. If you look at the <laughs> passing attempts and completions, the Chiefs actually didn't throw the ball that much at all compared to what they're used. To. Like when I it's looked at they, that, they when I looked at the, the box ball. score, I was like, man, because what was it? It was twenty seven passing attempts for Mahomes or something like that. Yeah, he, he had twenty seven, and Hertz had twenty seven completions. Right, Hertz threw it like thirty eight times or something but like that. You also I was have like, to this remember is kind of unusual for a Chiefs. The Eagles had the ball for eleven minutes more than the Chiefs. You also have to remember the Chiefs got the ball at the five yard line because of a punt return. So mm -hmm. there's five yards and a touchdown for Mahomes. Yeah. You also have to remember. 44 of those yards came off of a forty yard run for Mahomes. So it's not like he was, you know. It they was were also timely run. The Chiefs were also having a lot of success running the ball. It seemed like uh, the the fucking play calling that Andy Reid is able to come up with, dude. I I love that guy. They have they have had the most creative offense in the NFL for the last like I don't know how many years. Ever since well, Mahomes been there for sure. The thing with it too is it's not like I also don't understand why like no other offenses in the league can be this creative. Especially the Broncos. Well, like, I don't understand. Like, can you not just like fucking straight up copy the Chiefs? Just start calling well, more here, creative shit. Our offense just looks so anemic. Here's one thing so too. Boring. For some reason in the NFL, people have yet to figure out how to guard a tight end. Like, for for whatever reason, we're in this era where there's like five good tight ends in the NFL. And they but just they're get, literally unguardable. They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, okay. Two of them were in this game, Dallas Goddard and Travis Kelsey. Right. And it's one of those things that becomes – you can – like, they scheme their – let's be real. Kansas City schemes their offense around Travis Kelsey. Yeah. The goal is to get him the ball. I, there was a regular season game where he had, like, 19 catches, I'm pretty sure. And it's like – Yeah. 
guys. He has more success as a receiving tight end than like most receivers do. On He's already teams. people are already putting him in the conversation for the greatest tight end ever. Well, he has. I think he just either tied or passed Gronk for the most receiving touchdowns in the postseason. Yeah, because all they do is throw to him. Yeah. They, when everyone's like, oh, they don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. It's like, yeah, they don't have a fast guy now, but you're going to let their fucking tight end go wide open for 30 yards down the middle of the field. Yeah. And then you're going to let him just run in the flat and score a TD. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter that they don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. Like, their receiving core is fucking useless, but they have Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, so they're a Super Bowl contender just with those two. Well, and they have and ge- it's genius play calling. Because whatever they're doing offensively with their scheme is getting him... Everyone knows they're throwing it to Kelsey, and right. somehow he's open on, like, every play. I don't know how like, they do it's, that. It's like defense is just... Ref- like, we need to build this hybrid player that's like a, a true nickelback that's got kind of the size of a linebacker but the speed of a cornerback. To just glue to the hip of tight ends. Yeah, and I, that's their only job. Like if just if I was, guy. if I was George Payton with the Broncos, I would be like, we're literally gonna find because we have to go against Darren Waller too, who's the same type of player as Kelsey, just not as schemed up to give him the ball. And it's like I would literally just be like, yeah, this two hundred and thirty pound linebacker is faster than our cornerbacks. And has beyond great coverage skills. And I'd just be like, you're literally if Travis Kelsey's on the field, you're you're shadowing him. I yeah. don't care where he goes. If he run blocks, you just make sure he's blocking you. Yeah. That's it. If he goes out for a pass, you better be on his fucking hip. <laughs> I'd be like, that's your only fucking job. They'd be like, you just spent twenty five million on that guy alone. I'd be like, yeah, watch what it's gonna well, do yeah. for our fucking team though. If it prevents Kelsey from catching three touchdowns against yeah. us every game. They're gonna be like, well, Travis be Kelsey used, only had five it. for thirty five Against you guys, big yeah. And now who's making fun of my twenty five million dollars <laughs> signing, huh? Yeah, well, that's what and, I thought. And, and you know, speaking of that, there, there's an issue with guarding tight ends. The Broncos are maybe the most egregious example of that. And you've been ranting about this for years, but it's true. They're you you watch Broncos worse. games, and you're just like, how is the opposing team's tight end wide open in the middle of the field for a thirty five yard? Completion? Always tight ends. Always. We'll have we have Pastor Tan, who you, I would say is the best cornerback in football right now. Who can lock down the best wide receivers in the league? But then we get a tight end who's like a no name, and they're like, "Oh, Philip Longstead." And you're like, "Who?" And they're like, "Yeah, he just went for 17 catches for 98 yards and four touchdowns." You're like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" And they're like, <laughs> "He went to Longwood University." And it's like, "Where's Longwood University?" And like, well, no one fucking knows. It's in Madagascar. And I'm like, "And you guys <laughs> just let him get four fucking TDs?" And the Broncos are like, "Yep." And I'm like, oh, and you scored zero, and they're like, yeah. Yep. And then we put up eight points. <laughs> it's just like, like I'm not saying it's an easy task to guard some of these guys because some of these guys are freaks. Like, how do you guard a six six guy? Like, how do well, you do it? How do you, and then, you yeah. just box you out and then out jump you for the ball? That, that's what makes those guys so effective is they're they're big like tight ends. They're basically just big receivers because yeah, they're, they're crazy they're athletic. Fast. They're really fast and they're also big. Right. So you got to get a linebacker that's six two. 230 that's crazy athletic to just be like yeah jam him on the line of scrimmage yeah, like bury him because you got to have someone who could do that and also keep up with them right. uh, on a route like sorry i it's think Jesse jewel is a great run you know he's a great run stopper but the dude can't fucking cover shit <sighs> another chief super bowl <laughs> it's just sinking in even more right now Dude, no, yeah, like you going back to what you said though about like the NFL has its people, 
like Tom Brady became the fucking person. You could tell they were literally making rules around yeah. the Patriots and Tom Brady. Yeah. And it's like there were other quarterbacks that were getting good treatment as well. Like, we, you know, Peyton Manning got good. Brett Favre, you know, Eli, Ben Roethlisberger. Aaron Rodgers kind of been on the outside of that one. But, like, there were other good – Drew Brees, you know, good quarterbacks that got calls that went their way, but it wasn't like – they were trying to force a win like they did right. for Tom Brady. It was like, and it wasn't so obvious that it was right. like one person was known for that. Right. And that, Tom Brady at, at a certain point in his career, it was literally known that like you couldn't even breathe hard on that guy yeah, if you ran by yeah, him. If you was, were on the same field as him and you didn't let his player touch the ball, like yeah. you were getting sued. Like he'll see your ass <laughs> in fucking court. Right, right. You're like, well, no, that's not fair. And then but, if like they didn't blow, if they didn't uh, throw the flag, then he would just bitch at the refs. And oh yeah, and then then the ref time. would just like go disappearing as Tom Brady's like minions took him out or yeah. something. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? They're like, oh, he, he didn't call a fucking traveling. And it's like, what? That's not even the sport. They're like, yeah, well, apparently Tom was upset. <laughs> apparently Tom was it's upset. like, oh okay. But then there's like, I don't know. Now they're building a, or they're trying to put a rule in about. Did you watch like the quarterback sneaks that the Eagles were doing? Okay, I'm glad you bring that up because that's another thing that stuck out to me as the commentators were talking about this going into the game, but you saw it throughout the course of the entire game in the Super Bowl. They're incredibly effective at at converting on QB sneaks on like third and fourth and shorts. Oh, yeah. Incredibly effective. They did that how many times in that like game? every fucking third time. Third and one, fourth and one, whatever. They're just going for it. They're just fucking, all right, well, sneak, we're getting it, and here's a new set of downs. The NFL wants to review it because – and I'm like – Let's let's take a step back. Jalen Hurts, I'm pretty sure, squats like 650. He's a freak. He's a monster. That dude's legs could push through the entire D-line on any team by himself. He's strong as fuck. Man up. Fucking submarine his linemen. Win the push off the ball. Get your linebackers over the top and stop him. Quit trying to fucking force all these rules. If I I was the Eagles, I would have been like, guys, we need to kill seven fucking minutes. We're literally going to QB sneak plays one and three and four if we need to because we're getting three yards per carry. If we get three yards per carry, we're at fourth and one. Guess what? We need one fucking yard and we get three per carry doing the same fucking play. Hey, guys, guess what? We ran the ball four fucking times and we ran four minutes off the clock. (laughs) And we got a first down. Let's do it again. I would have literally done that. I would have been like, (laughs) hey, Jalen, buckle that fucking helmet. We're literally QB sneaking it until they stop you guys. Yeah. Um, I am, am in agreement with you that they don't need to be making any rules about the the fact that the QB sneak was starting to, for whatever reason, this season, it was like, it's weird how it's you'll- the push rule or whatever you'll, you'll, they want to get rid of. Yeah, it's weird how you'll notice these trends. Every year, there's a trend of like, this thing keeps happening over and over and over, and they got to like make a new rule about it in the offseason because everyone's doing it. For whatever reason, this year it was the QB sneak because not not just the Eagles; they were just the most effective right. at it. But it's a lot de- of teams were defenses doing it. were like, "Hey, well." And here's my thing: don't push him. The reason why everyone's doing it so much is because it's fucking effective. I don't right. know if you heard, uh, um, fuck JJ Watt. I was gonna say JJ Redick. I'm like, he does not play NFL football. Um, if he did, he'd be broken <laughs> in one game. Um, JJ Watt made some sort of a statement towards the end of this seat of uh, this past season about he said as a defensive player it's never made sense to any of us why if you need a yard or half a yard why you would snap the ball turn around and run four yards backwards 
to hand the ball to some guy to then get all the way back to where you just were and then get six more inches or however right. much you need. Or lose the ball and right. everything goes to shit. Like you're going backwards to then go forwards. Right. That doesn't make any logical sense at all, which if you start to think about it, you're like, yeah, it's always seemed normal. You would just hand the ball off and try and run it on fourth and one or whatever, but it's like you're going backwards to try and get the four, right. the Instead one yard that you need momentum. forward. It doesn't make any sense. Right. So – in that situation, a QB sneak makes a ton of sense. You just snap the ball, preferably do it. Tom Brady was very effective at these. He Pref- just pick a hole and yeah, go. Just, and, it was and, him and, and his center. Yes, that and, was and preferably do it before the D-line has a chance to get set. Snap it, dive forward into that A or B gap right there with your center. If you need half a yard or a yard, you're going to fucking get it most times. Right, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. That's why people do it. That's why it's effective. It makes way more sense. Than to do a regular running play. I have never understood. And here's another thing that Sam brought up, which I don't know if you and you played O line, like you you know this shit. You How was the dog? If you watch the problem with so on short yardage, let's say you're on the goal line, you need a yard to go to score, whatever. In a lot of a lot of teams, and this is what's so frustrating to me is you'll watch them just run it right up the middle three times in a row and get fucking stuffed. Oh, you mean like the, uh, I just won't bring them up. <laughs> um. The thing that Sam pointed out, which is something that th- this is the underlying reason why that never works and why you see so many times they're running it and they're just getting stuff and you're like, what are they doing? Call something else. It's clearly not fucking working. It's always been frustrating to me that football coaches look at that and they think it's somehow a fault of the O-line that they're not pushing off the ball hard enough. They're not firing off hard. They're not pushing hard enough. Whatever. You only need a yard to go. Come on. How come you can't get a yard? And it's like Sam was like, do you know what happens on, on the interior line on those kind of plays, the you defensive line just dives forward at everyone's right. feet and causes a giant pileup, and there's nowhere to go. Right, that's the goal. That's their you job. Can't, you can't drive someone off the ball who has basically just dove flat straight at ground. your – They're flat on the ground. I can't get under him and push him backwards if he's basically just laying at my feet. Right. It's just going to be a big pile. The running back's going to—he's starting from four yards back from where we are. Now he, his and, linebackers can see where yeah, he's and going. And by the time he's run up here, there's just a wall of bodies, and now a linebacker flies over the top and destroys him. And we—we we, not only do we not get the yard, we go backwards two yards, or we fumble and they return for. But a yet, touchdown. football coaches look at that, and I guess they can't conceptually get that through their heads of like, huh. I wonder why this is not working. They're just like, you need to fire off the ball more. It's like, you know what? This is not effective. And the only reason it's not effective is because of what I just said. Right. There's no way to push someone who's just firing off the ball at your fucking knees and causing a pile. It makes no sense. Even if they're not diving at your legs, right? We all know I was a 185-pound guard in high school. What made me effective was I was quick, I was smart, and I could fucking position myself very well to allow for a hole to open. When we played Chatfield, I think they had a kid that was like 6'6", like 315. I'm 185 pounds, yeah. man. You're and losing our coaches that are like, every time. fire off and pancake his ass. And I'm like, listen, I'm going to need someone to be behind him to pancake him or I'm going yeah. to have to get just right like, to listen, hit him. Physics is a real thing, guys. I don't know. But what you know you. what I'm going to do? If you're running off my left hip, I'm going to position my head on the left side of his body, and he's not going to make the fucking tackle. Yeah. He might stand me up at the line of scrimmage or put me a yard in the backfield, but he ain't making the fucking tackle. Which is all you need, really. Which is, hey, there's the fucking hole. Yeah. Running back needs to hit that because yeah. I'm doing my job. And, yeah. And everyone's always like, nah, you just you got to pancake people. And I'm like, that's it's, not how it's it works. Not, it's not realistic. You're telling me 
so there's 32 teams in the NFL. Okay, that means there's 32 left guards, 32 centers, 32 right guards. That means there's 32 starting tackles, or maybe 64, depending, three fours, four threes, whatever we're running, right? We'll, we'll say 64 interior offensive line or defensive linemen that are the best in the fucking world at what they do. And they're all huge. You could be a 6'5", 305-pound player like your brother was. And then he could go against Vince Wilfork. I know they never played, but Vince Wilfork but was there what, are guys that six three or six four like three seventy five. Oh yeah, like three seventy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Sam might beat him. They might go fifty fifty on the day. You know, Sam might win fifty percent, and Wilfork might have won fifty percent. You're telling me you're going to beat JJ Watt every fucking play? Mm. Probably not. He's probably going to make a play or two. Yeah. Get in the fucking way. That's right. that's your job. Like. Well, and, and this here's, whole concept yeah. of like you have to be stronger and faster and smarter than everyone you play against is like, well, one, this is never gonna fucking happen. It's just not realistic. It's not realistic. Two, you're playing against fucking professionals. It's not Alabama going up against Western. Yeah. There, I expect Alabama to pancake a lot of the players. Yeah. Almost every single play. There's levels, but now you're all at the top fucking level. Everyone being paid millions uh, yeah. of dollars. To do your specific Everyone on job. the field is the best they are at that position in the whole world, basically. And if you watch, it's like, I see the hole open up. All three offensive linemen where the hole opened up are a yard or two in the backfield. But the hole opened up. The tight end went and made his block downfield on the linebacker, and we got eight yards. Well, and here's another thing. So we're talking about that with the ineffectiveness of just running the ball straight up the middle, which I see the Broncos do all the fucking time and just get stuffed and then rely on Brandon McManus to score all of our points. And then he fucking sucks. So. <laughs> and then he'll miss the field goal. Um, but so we're, we're talking about the effectiveness of QB sneaks in situations like that. There's also the Chiefs seem to be like one of the only teams in the league that I see run creative plays in situations like that where they'll boot Mahomes out of the backfield and you know fake a run and boot him out and have someone have Kelsey probably in most situations act Dude. like he's blocking go out for a little route in the flat and lo and behold no one's fucking guarding him you right. know where they're all at they're diving into the giant pile right. in the middle the of the field because the linebackers like oh it's a run yeah or they're the ones that came up with that little like it looks like it's going to be an op, like a pitch to the outside, and Kelsey would come underneath all the alignment, yes. and Mahomes would be like this, and then just do his quick little yeah, like little left-handed flick. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, how the fuck are you supposed to stop that? It's creative as fuck. Like, I love it. Like, yeah, they're creative. I and just don't understand, like, why can't all of the other coaches in the NFL see what the Chiefs are doing and be like, can we try and implement some of this? I mean, I know not everyone has the pieces that the Chiefs have, but like. Just tr that's my thing with the Broncos is like, can we just try something different? Well, like maybe whatever our like, fucking scheme is is clearly not working. Maybe guys. on third and four we don't run like an all goes. Like maybe we send someone five yards downfield to where we catch the ball and we get the first down and can yeah. reset and get, get a get new more set downs. of downs. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of it comes to you know Andy Reid's a good coach. He's a great coach. I think it also comes down to. There are a lot of coaches in the NFL where it is, if you don't fit their system and their scheme, tough shit. Like, we'll see you later. We saw that with Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson. Hackett tried to build an Aaron Rodgers-type system around Russell Wilson, and Wilson's not the same player that Aaron Rodgers is. If you're the coach and you have a player like Russell Wilson, 
let's be real. I think that was one bad year. I think Sean Payton will turn him around again. We're going to have to fucking wait to find out. But (laughs) Sean Payton's already come out in interviews and said, well, this is what I would change. I would go see where Russell had his most success in Seattle and work to build the offense around that. Why? Because he had fucking success doing it. There you go. He's not a pocket passer. Yeah. Let's get Russ out of the fucking pocket using his legs because that's when he throws the best. You got to have receivers, though, that are going to fucking realize, oh, shit, I can't just stand here and bitch I'm not getting the fucking ball. Oh, there's a fucking 15-yard area where no one's at. I'm going to go there and make myself presentable to say, hey, I'm open. It really did just seem like it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out like hey man your scheme doesn't fit this quarterback that you guys just backed up the fucking Brinks truck for for the yeah. next five years maybe I don't know here's a crazy idea start designing an offensive scheme around his skill set I don't know that's well, crazy maybe get rid of, see how that goes maybe get rid of the divas on your fucking team oh I'm not starting coach doesn't like me I'm not touching the ball enough I don't give a fuck if you're not touching the- get open then do your fucking job watch the fucking Chiefs Tell me that McCole Hardman or Juju, who has been irrelevant, tell me when Mahomes would get flushed out of the pocket that you don't see the Chiefs in a good old scramble drill where they're all fucking finding open space and making themselves presentable. Because he's always got someone to throw to when he's fucking around. Yeah, watch him. If, you, if there was a panned out image of them and you saw the receiver, you saw the Broncos when Russell Wilson's scrambling out, you might see one receiver trying to break back towards the ball and you know get open. The Chiefs are like... And he finds one person. Yeah. And it's like, how did he get open? That's just like playground football. You know, the right. quarterback scrambling, just run around, get open, so try and find an that open That comes spot. down to yeah. coaching again, though, too. Andy Reid's probably like, hey, if the play goes to shit and you see your quarterback running for his fucking life. Help him out. Help him out. Get open. Run <laughs> yeah. back towards him. Yeah. Then again, you have Patrick Mahomes, so you could be like, run fucking away from him. <laughs> and he'll just Because he can it. just yeah. launch it to you. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like the Broncos would be like, hey, Wilson's scrambling for his fucking life again because we don't have an offensive line for some reason. <laughs> and all of our receivers are like, dude, he didn't throw me the ball. And it's like, I don't know, maybe get open so he doesn't have to fucking run for his life. Fucking do something. You're getting paid millions. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting paid millions. And I'm like, yeah, you're getting paid millions. And all of us <laughs> out here are ready to just fucking punch a wall. All right? And meanwhile, you guys are complaining that the Chiefs are winning another fucking Super Bowl, and you guys are fucking 0-19 since Peyton Manning fucking left. Yeah, what was it, five wins this year again? Yeah, but we haven't beat the Chiefs since Peyton Manning fucking left. That's what I'm talking about. Have we really not beaten the Chiefs since then? No. Not once? Not once. Here, you want to go through this? Is that a real thing? Yeah, watch I guess I didn't even really realize Where's my fucking mouse? I'm... (laughs) I'm just I'm just more focused on the fact that we've only won like a maximum of six games in a year since then. What? All right, in 2015, the year we won the Super Bowl because we're the best fucking team out there. For that we, year. We beat Kansas City. Well, our defense is arguably the greatest defense ever. Yeah, that, I'm, that, not, I'm, that not arguing you, I'm not arguing you. With, arguing with you on that is what I was trying to say. There you sure go. you are. So we beat, we beat Kansas City at Kansas City week two, 31-24. Then we lost 29-13 at home, and that's when Osweiler had to start. That's when he started the rest of the games. I remember Osweiler. uh, Remember when he was a person? Remember when he got paid the Brinks truck and then disappeared? Same thing with uh, 
Oh, was it Osweiler or was it Lynch, Paxton Lynch, that we did that with? Or was it no, 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 no. It was. Well, I mean, we drafted Paxton Lynch in the first. Okay, so funny thing about him, he is the first quarterback oh, in yeah. football history to ever be benched in the NFL, USFL, CFL, and XFL. Yeah, I saw that headline the other day. Crazy. We drafted him like 17th overall. <laughs> Thanks a lot, John Elway. Your tall quarterbacks really worked out. All right, so Thursday, September 17th, 2014, we beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City, 31-24. Then we lose at home November 15th, same year. So let's go to 2016 season real quick. Uh, let's see. Where's good old Kansas City? Oh, we lose 30-27 in overtime. Oh, we lose 33-10. Crazy. So that's the first season so that's, after Manning. That's after Mike, Manning. Right? Okay. Oh, 2017. Let's go through here real quick. Oh, at Kansas City, we lose 29-19. Oh, Kansas City at home, we lose 27-24. <laughs> All right, let's go to 2018 real quick. At Kansas City, we lose 30-23. to Kansas City at home, we lose 27-23. Okay, let's go to 2019. Maybe we have better luck there. Uh, home against Kansas City, we lost thirty to six. At Kansas City, we lost twenty three to three. All right, maybe we had better luck in twenty twenty. <laughs> oh, hey, look, we. Uh, oh, wait, never mind. We lost forty three sixteen at home, and then lost twenty two to sixteen on the road. Maybe twenty twenty one was the year we did it. Oh, never mind. We lost twenty two to nine at Kansas City and lost twenty eight twenty four at home. Maybe we beat them last year. I can't remember. <laughs> we won so many games. <laughs> oh, home against Kansas City, we lost 34-28. Oh, at Kansas City, we lost 27-24. Jesus. So you're right. We have not beaten Kansas City since 2015? Since September of 2014. Well, I guess 2015, yeah. Fuck. God. Eight fucking years. I did not realize that. We're, we are 0-17. I guess I haven't, been, I haven't been paying attention to the, specifically the Chiefs games. I mean, I know we, we lose more often than we win, but clearly. So in the, what, the last eight years, we're 1-17? Wow. That is bad. Against our fucking division rival, too. Our main division rival. That's <laughs> terrible. Man. Broncos football. Broncos country. Let's ride. Yeah, fucking right into the fucking ground. But you know what? We lost by six and we lost by three. This we, year, both games were actually pretty close with them. Yeah, one, we didn't have our head coach, which was great. <laughs> the other one, I don't know how it was that close. Like, I really don't. All right, what's your prediction for when Mahomes' career is over? How many Super Bowls is he going to have? He's already got two. And he's been in the league, he's what, two, like six he's years? two for three like in that. like six years. You know, we've, dis- I, we've discussed this. I've discussed this with other people. He could be the next Brady. He, he could out he, – I think he'll outstat Brady by the end of his career. You think so? I truly think he will. I don't know. Because it's a tall, he, tall task. But, but in comparison for their age currently in games played, Mahomes is like – 10,000 yards ahead of where Brady was at this point in his career. Yeah, I just think, and you and I have had this conversation, I just think it's going to be a really tall task for him to have that level of output for as long as he's going to need to do it. Because he's basically going to have to continue this level of output for like another 15 years or more to get to where Brady is at. So Tom Brady finished with... 89,214 yards. Okay. 
I'm currently sitting 15th with 46,247. So I should have kept playing. Imagine. Let's go find Mahomes real quick. Sorry. I was going to say, whose stats were you just reading just now? That was Carson Palmer, who I I said was me. (laughs) All right, so Mahomes currently, career-wise, is sitting at 24,241, excuse me, through five years of being a starter. His, His rookie year, he played one game against the Broncos and beat them. <laughs> I was going to say, did he win? <laughs> yes. Um, so through five years, six total in the NFL, he has thrown for 24,241 yards. He's basically averaging like 5,000 yards passing every year. Basically. Right. So, dude, to do math is just not fun. You know what's crazy? Switch sub. We should talk about school one time. When was the last time you used trigonometry? Fucking never. Exactly. I never even took trigonometry. All right, when was the last time you used geometry? Uh, never. I hated geometry. It was fucking awful. Yeah. I was always more... I was better at algebra. Not that I liked algebra, but I was better at yeah, it. Yeah, but that's just simple addition, subtraction, you know, easy shit. Okay, so he needs to add... He needs 65,000 more yards to break the record. Right. Right? So if you say he averages... 4,500 yards. Which is pretty much what he's doing right now. He, he would need to play 14 more, 14 and a half more years in the NFL. Yeah. So Averaging 4,500 yards. But they added an additional game, which adds to his stats. He's got the – as long as he stays relatively healthy, dude's going to break it. 14 more years. I don't know. Would put so that'd be, Mahomes, that'd be 20 seasons, basically. Right? right, and he would be 41 years old. But Brady's 45. Right. But think about this. Peyton Manning, one of the all-time quarterbacks, was pretty much fucking done. And he, he was also had a neck fusion surgery. Or whatever. Right. But I'm Drew Brees, same thing. Philip Rivers, same thing. Ben Roethlisberger, same thing. I mean, you Drew get to, Brees could have kept playing. You get to the mid to late 30s, the the output dramatically decreases for everyone other than Tom Brady. Basically. Yeah, but he's the exception to the. You rule. also have to look at like using Peyton Manning. He came back from a neck fusion surgery and set all sorts of single season records but for then, like a year. Right, single season records. Yeah, he, he but then right after fifty five touchdowns, it like dramatically right. Fell he off got the cliff. he got hurt again, and then missed seven games or whatever in the year we won the Super Bowl and came back in the playoffs and we were like, what the fuck is this? And he that, realized he's that, like... That year where we won the Super Bowl, those last games that he came in and played like the, playoffs, the playoffs leading all the way up through the Super Bowl, he could like barely throw a football. Yeah, it was but, bad. But it was one of those things, you know he was dealing with an injury, but it's you brought him here to win you Super Bowls. He's going to lead your fucking team to the Super Bowl. And he did and he's like, I know I can't... Yes. My body's telling me right now I can't play. But he's also... Like Tom Brady tore his ACL, but he did that fucking years ago like, yeah it's been a long, long time. he stayed relatively time. injury free so it's one of those I, I'm things just saying like, there have been some guys that have played into their late 30s that had impressive like passing yards passing touchdowns, I mean Rogers outputs but most of them fizzle out pretty hard by their late 30s I mean Rogers so would be up there I'd to, say I think to expect to expect Mahomes to average 4,500 to 5,000 yards passing for the next nearly 15 seasons is a tall task. But you also have He to- might. He might. But I think if you're 
if I was a betting person, I would probably bet that he doesn't maintain that level of output for that long because it just usually does not happen that way. Yeah, but I think there's he, been like one guy who's I done think it. He is kind Tom of, Brady basically. Yeah, but Out Tom Brady didn't even do that. You got to think Tom Brady's been in the fucking league for like 68 years. He's what? 45 years That's old. That's what I'm saying. Like no one plays that long. The only right. guy right now who is how old is Aaron Rodgers? He's 30 38 or 39. 39 and he's still elite level quarterback. Like right. elite and, level. And he would have been a massive elite if they he wasn't like give me 700 million and let Devontae <laughs> Adams go to the Raiders. So and 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 Rodgers is a guy who he's thirty nine. He's thirty nine. I think Rodgers could easily play till he's forty two or or even later if he wants. I mean his his output has not dipped at all. I mean right. the guy his, his contract would run him to his forty first birthday, I believe, which would be the same year Mahomes would have to play to at this rate. And he's still balling, right? So, but other than like Rodgers and Brady, how many guys when they're almost 40 or into their 40s are really still balling like that? Like pretty much well, mo- none of them. most of them retire. Most of them are like That's what I mean. I've had enough like success. I'm I'm done. I mean so like So that to to think like I here's my only point. Like you may be right and Mahomes I might right. might pass unfortunately. Brady's records that he set. That might happen. If there's a guy who's going to do it, I would probably it's put gonna money be on Mahomes. him. It's going to be him. But to assume that, I, I think I would assume he's not going to do that and be pleasantly surprised if he does. Because just to be that good for that long, so many things have to happen. You have to be oh, very, yeah, keep very Reed as his coach. lucky. Brady was incredibly lucky in his career to end up with a coach of that caliber, to end up with the pieces he ended up with, right. to make it to that many Super Bowls. But to, to stay that injury free and and maintain that level of output for that long, it just does not right. happen. But you also have to think too. Okay, people wanted to play with Brady and Belichick because they won. If I'm playing a professional sport, of course I want to get paid, but I want to win. I want to be ingrained in history. I want to be like, yeah, I was on a Super Bowl winning team, and and say you know that you played right. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah. I'm, I'm I'm was a bench player. I'm like, dude, I won the fucking Super Bowl. It's like, bro, you rode the fucking pine. Yeah, but still, you were in the hey, NFL. You making you're money. A guy- uh, who was the fucking Broncos running back that didn't Melvin? Oh, Gordon, dude, Melvin Gordon won a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. wasn't on a practice squad. Make mm-hmm. it to the Chiefs, and he was on the yeah. practice squad or something. And yeah, got a, and he was smoking a cigar and everything. Good for him. Yeah, good for him, dude. Good for him. He probably dropped the ring already though and can't find it. So <laughs> it's a fumble <laughs> joke for anyone who missed that. He probably wasn't allowed near the Lombardi Trophy. That's fucking facts. But it's one of those things like people are gonna want to play with Mahomes. He's just he's that. He's the new Tom Brady. He's that guy. People want to play with him. We saw what he did with just Travis Kelsey and no one else. You throw another tight ty- Kadarius Tony. I think is going to be fucking insane for that team when he's got a full off season to learn their system. He could easily put up fifty five hundred yards, and then you got to think, okay, that docks a thousand yards off of his yearly pace, right? But then, yeah, he could put up thirty five hundred and miss ten games. So then you got to do- add that thousand more back. I think he'll beat Brady's yards at least and probably his touchdowns. I don't think he'll beat the Super Bowls. I was trying to think of um, the other guy that impressed me, that Isaiah Pacheco guy. Yeah, he was a rookie. Played a hell of a game in the Super Bowl. I was impressed with that guy. Yeah. Later, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Melvin Gordon. Have you noticed how many guys on the Chiefs have like those hyphened names? They have a lot of those. They had the Valdez Scantlings and the Smith Schusters, and there's a couple others too. 
I noticed mm-hmm. that in fantasy this year. I'm like, man, the fucking Chiefs have a bunch of guys with hyphen Long last names. names. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. But like, I think mm-hmm. I think Mahomes will pass Brady in, in career statistics. I think that's um, a fair. What you just said to go back to what you just said. I think that's a fair uh, um, bet to make because the the seven Super Bowls is far harder than the the what is it well, eighty nine thousand passing yards. Right. You also have to think too. I think he passes him in career statistics because for him it's it's. He's proven it's not hard for him to go for 300 in a game and then the next game go for 555. Yeah. And if you play the Broncos twice a year, you're guaranteed 1,000 yards. <laughs> Minimum. <laughs> um, but you, I also look at it and I go, okay, you got a Justin Herbert in your division. You got Russell Wilson now in your division. You got Joe Burrow and Josh Allen in your conference. You got Lamar Jackson currently in your conference but probably headed to the NFC. You got Jalen Hurts. You, you got Tua in your conference. You got Trevor Lawrence in your conference. Like you got all these, the, this new wave of QBs that are coming through, and he's mm-hmm. going to be the Tom Brady of this new wave, where he's going to be the old guy that won early, won often, and the start of his career is definitely eerily reminiscent of right. Uh, but Brady's but so what start. I'm trying to say, as far as like his career success is. Super Bowl wise, is going to be hard. The competition with QBs is insane, and there's just too many good ones out there to allow you to win constantly, especially in your own conference. It's not like it's like five and five, where it's like you, you know, we had Roethlisberger, Manning, and Brady who represented the AFC for like 25 years straight, mm-hmm. and the NFC it was just a different person like every day. Now it's like all these the, all these QBs are franchise QBs. I don't see Mahomes playing for anyone else unless he does like a Tom Brady thing where he's like, okay, I've been here 40 years. Yeah, I'm going to go yeah. play three over here. I don't see Burrow going anywhere. I don't see Josh Allen going anywhere. I don't see Herbert going anywhere or Lawrence going anywhere. I don't see those guys changing. But at the same time, those guys put up massive numbers themselves. Mm-hmm. So to compete against them when you play against them, you're going to have to put up fucking good numbers. Dude, and our league was- is a pass-heavy league now. You know what I was just thinking about? That's so fucking remarkable. Just one of the many things that's so remarkable. That we about. haven't beat the Chiefs since 2015. That is remarkable. That is absolutely remarkable. Uh, no, what I was going to say, one of the many insane things about Brady's career is he that guy won Super Bowls in like three different decades. 2000s, 2010s, and 2020s. If he, he might come out of retirement then in seven years to win one in 2030s. <laughs> Could you imagine like 58-year-old Tom Brady returns to the field it wouldn't – honestly, nothing surprises me. I'd be like, if you point. hit him, his hip's going to fucking blow up and turn into dust. And someone would hit him, and he wouldn't get up. And I'd be like – but did his team win? They'd be like, his team did win. So he won another Super Bowl. I'd be like, this motherfucker did not win a Super Bowl. <laughs> well, I mean, shit. I mean, it's a different sport, but I just a few years ago, Roger Clemens was still trying to pitch for some minor league team at like 58 years old or something. I was like, buddy, can we just stop already? Like, for All the right. love of God. Over under on the odds of – Brady coming out of retirement and playing this next year. I don't think it's going to happen. But then again, I, I've said this for the past couple of years. I've thought Brady was going to retire for like seven years. And he never did. You so, know, I look at it this way. And then I thought he was done last time. And then he came back again. And I'm like, I don't know. Your wife of how many years gives you an ultimatum? Here, that it's either your family or football. And you choose football, so you get a divorce. I think he has joint custody, like they split or something, the kids, which sucks enough. That sucks for those kids. And then you retire? 
you couldn't make it through one more season, Giselle, or yeah, you. Yeah. She goes, he's gonna say he's gonna retire, but then in the off season, when we're a family at our Bahamas fucking home, he's gonna go. I think I'm gonna go play another year for the Raiders or whatever team, and everyone's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm coming out. And she's like, what? You strung me along. And he's like, yep. To lose in the first round of the playoffs. Yep. To then retire. Yep. To come back. Yep. And she's like, all right, we're really getting a divorce. He's like, I swear this is my last year. And she's like, no, it's not. Well, dude, here's the thing. I I say I don't think he's going to come back. But would it surprise me? Probably not. I mean, if you look at his production... Man, it hasn't dip. really dropped off that much. But name another team in the NFL that has the weapons. That's that I think Tampa the, Bay the key, had. Yeah. That also doesn't need a quarterback or doesn't or needs a quarterback. So right. You know, needs a quarterback. No. Yeah. No. I, I follow what you're saying. I, that's the that's the key part. They don't of this, exist. Is like what what team is he going to jump to? Because at this point, there's no reason to come back unless you think you're going to win another Super Bowl. That's the right. only rationale for him. Then to you're come just. Back. Playing for no Other, fucking reason. Right. Otherwise, you're just playing to either not make the playoffs or get bounced in the first round, which but why would you do that at 46 years old? He also There's signed no his contract it. with Fox for like $85 million a year. And everyone's like... But guess what? He's kicking Greg, Greg Olson out of his yeah. well, dude, spot. The Super Bowl commentators were awful. I'm surprised but they let Greg Olson and... He was their number one because Buck and Aikman were uh, on ESPN, which is ABC. That's interesting it's to the me. the whole thing. Although I think Fox Greg has been commentating for like a year, maybe two, right? Right. And they're like, but how, how think of this. I mean, I like Greg Olson. Brady's but. contract doesn't start until 2024. Oh, the Fox contract? So guess what? That means he's not under contract with anybody next year. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. He's a free agent. Interesting. Oh, I'm retired. You're reading the tea leaves? Yeah, he's, he's going to fucking sign with the Raiders because why would the Raiders get rid of Derek Carr? The Derek Carr was a good quarterback. He was a good quarterback. You know, he I put, like Derek Carr. He never had a defense to help him, right? We've, we've discussed this. Now you have Josh McDaniels, who was buddy-buddy with Brady because they had so many years of success in New England. I'm just saying. I mean, you could make a compelling case. I don't think he's going to do it, but – I wouldn't be utterly surprised. Oh, hey, look, breaking news, ESPN. Tom Brady <laughs> signs with the Raiders. Crazy. We'll have to follow up and do a emergency episode dude, of this podcast if, if that does yeah, happen. If, like, dude, uh, you fucking called it. Do you realize that the AFC West then would have Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and then Justin Herbert? You'd have three proven Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, and then you'd have a young up-and-coming superstar quarterback that just doesn't have a team around him. That'd be pretty insane. I would also be very worried for the Broncos. <laughs> oh, dude, I'd be like... <laughs> Even more than I am now. <laughs> we could try. We could try our best. Well, anything else you want to follow up on on Super Bowl topics? Or yeah, the NFL Super Bowl stuff? was uh, heavily rigged towards the Chiefs. The NFL fucking sucks. Um I'm going to be an XFL-only guy from here on out. Have you watched any of the XFL? Dude, I like it. They they do the reviews where you're in the review booth with the um, – it's Dean Blandino is doing the reviews, and he's, like, on the headset, and you can hear the communications between him and the referee. And they're, like, showing what he's seeing. Hmm. It's like the NFL should do that. There's your transparency. 
yeah, we called it a fumble on the field. They're like, so was it a fumble? He's like, fuck no, it wasn't a fumble, but <laughs> we're going we're gonna to say we can't see anything, so keep it a fumble. And everyone's going to be like, what? What did you guys just say? And they're like, oh, fuck, we forgot we're doing this thing. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be watching any of the XFL. I don't, I don't get excited for this. I think there's a game like, on right now. Pop-up leagues. I mean, it, I'm one of those like people that gets – I already watched too much I th- football. I, th- I think the NFL needs to adapt kind of a uh, uh, minor league system. Kind of every major sports has it. I mean, baseball has 48 different minor league teams per team. Yeah. And then baseball each minor league team has a minor league team. Fucking minor leagues. Yeah, because there's like rookie, single A, triple A, reverse, battery, double Ds, like <laughs> minus three. And you're like, what league are you guys in? They're like, well, we play on like Sundays as like church group, but <laughs> technically we're in the Rockies organization. It's like... We get paid 100 bucks a year. Oh, you're probably better than the Rockies. They're like, yeah, we scrimmaged them last week and we beat them. It's like, oh, <laughs> makes sense. But then like NBA, they have the G League, yeah, which yeah. Th- not every team, I think multiple teams share a G League team, but you can call them up or send them down. Mm-hmm. So that player is developing while they're still under contract in the NBA. NHL is the same thing. They all have AHL teams. I think that Mac McClung guy who just won the dunk contest, he was a G League player that got – he just got signed to like a 10-day contract right before the All-Star game or something like that. To the Pistons or whatever. Did you watch any of his dunks, by the way? This is a random pivot. I, I watched football. some uh, – dude, I just can't – the NBA and I are just like – Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll watch the Nuggets in the playoffs. Your, but your relationship just, is, is dicey at best. No, no I – I've always been a, a fan of the All-Star Weekend festivities. That's something I want to go see in person someday. And I used to be really obsessed with it, not so much anymore. But I went and watched all of his – I watched a YouTube video of all of his dunks throughout the contest. That guy's really I fucking did, good. I did he's, watch he's the one guy hops. that, like, dunked. No one really cheered. He, like, dropped down and, like, pulled out a 50 out of, like, his – I didn't um, see that one. Dude, well, it's the most awkward thing ever. Yeah. Like, he dunks, gets like, it does like his arm, like the arm jam or whatever. Oh, gets the old his Vince elbow Carter. In. Yeah. And then as he drops down, he like unfolds a piece of paper with like a 50 on it. And it's just like, like, it, like literally the arena is just like crickets. Eesh, like, no awkward. one's like. Well, what's really crazy. weird is they do this thing where they, they do the lights all flashy, like right when the dunk happens every time. And it it work it's, it looks really sick when like the whole stadium erupts and everyone's right. like oh that was fucking crazy but it's really awkward when the dunk is kind of just like okay yeah and like they're like, doing yeah. the flashing lights like it's this epic moment and like no one's cheering You're like well I'll have is, to pull it up but when we end it just so you can see it All real right. quick but it's I'm like that's the status of the NBA right now a non NBA player just won your fucking dunk contest well he not to mention is a fucking baller that the, guy's got hops. the number one seed team in the West. By five games, only had one person representing them there. Jamal Murray didn't get called. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who's leading the league in three-point shooting percentage, didn't get a call. Aaron Gordon, who's literally playing his best basketball ever, didn't get a call. Hmm. Nikola Jokic was nearly drafted last. And, and he's, he's about to go, he's for, about his to go for his third, third MVP in a, row. in a row, which will be – he'll be the fourth player ever to do that. Yeah. With all-time greats. Yeah. The All Star Game is just a fucking posh show of pussies. <laughs> fucking just. All right, all right. Let's save that for another episode. This is this is our Super Bowl episode, <laughs> Matt. We can't get started. Yeah, on I know. Game. Football's over, and I'm stuck with basketball. At least hockey's on, but it's like fucking. I'll I'll start really paying attention when we get to playoffs for basketball, and then we playoffs. Can we we can do our classic. Hey man, you want you want to talk about the NBA? And you'll be like, yeah, sure, we can do it. And then you'll just yeah, spend just the entire time it. just bashing the NBA and. I don't know why you yep. pay attention anymore, but well, dude. I mean, hey. it'll be a fun conversation about the MVP because, and that that one will probably get maybe a little political because of what Kendrick Perkins just came out and said. 
Oh, I didn't. I didn't see what he said. No, I'll give you a brief overview. He's kind of making the MVP about race now, about how there's been three white players who have won: Dirk, Jokic, and Steve Nash, who aren't necessarily the best statistically. And so he's like making it like, well, why are we changing it so like these players win? And you just have to watch mm-hmm. his clip because it's one of those things. It's like, why are we bringing this up about him being white and from Europe? Like. The dude's averaging a triple double. He doesn't. What one? He's what twenty seven and zero going back to last year, averaging a triple double. The Nuggets are. He doesn't care. People are like he's stat padding, and I'm like, what? He's stat padding. Who the fuck? What are you watching? I don't even watch the Nuggets, and I know he's not stat padding. The well, dude's shooting sixty eight percent. Also, like, isn't everyone in the NBA stat padding? No oh, one yeah. plays defense. Yeah, it's, everyone's scoring like seventy. Dude, did you a see the double? Year? The double overtime game that was like one ninety nine to like one oh eight. Fucking preposterous! It's, it's stupid. It's basketball. March Madness is coming that, up. Though. That's what I was just about to say before you kind of started going down that rabbit hole. But thanks everybody for tuning in. Yes, I think we're kind of wrapping up our Super Bowl discussion. But next time, um, get excited for all you hoops fans out there. March Madness is right around the corner. Maybe not next time. We might get an episode or two in before there because March Maybe. Madness will be at the end of March. Well, I wanted to do one right when the brackets get released, We're which still is coming up. the end of March. Well, it's not next weekend, or it's not this weekend, but next weekend, I think, is Selection Sunday. It's like the 12th. So it's coming up pretty soon. So we might be able to get one in between now and then. But anyway, either our next episode or the episode directly after that will be a March Madness preview um, once the brackets are available, we'll do, we can do we'll, our brackets. We'll yeah. do our bracket thing like we did last time. Yeah. And then so we'll do something ends, like that. Just do a quick um, little. I'm better than you. Are we going to do a just browsing bracket thing that people can join? Didn't we do that last year? <laughs> no one joined, but yeah, we did we'll do one. it this year for our legions of listeners yeah, that we've we'll, gathered in the last we'll year. We'll post a link to the, it'll be on ESPN. So if you have an ESPN account for fantasy football or anything, We'll set up I'll, – I'll create a group, an open group, and you can join our bracket thing. No prizes because you guys haven't shared us enough to, like, grow our podcast massively to where we could be, like, $100,000 prize. We're, like – And no one's emailing us. Yeah, no one's sending us emails or commenting on any of our shit. Oh, I will say, though, now that – we can't say that with 100% oh, Yeah, accuracy. we can say, fuck them cowboys, though. <laughs> I was going to say, shout out to my Uncle Chris. Uncle Chris, thanks for listening. I just stumbled across your comment the yes. other day. Um, was it on our Super it's, Bowl is rigged episode? Yes. Is that where he commented yes. that on? Keep your cow, keep yeah. my Cowboys. Name well, my Uncle Chris is a little upset that we were shit talking the Cowboys. Appreciate the comment and appreciate continue the continue support, to join into the Just Browsing podcast for more Cowboys bashing. Yeah, you, fuck you can the definitely Cowboys. Get some more of that America's they, team dude, that always goes just, eight and they eight. They just made the smartest move ever, releasing Dalton Schultz. They're like, hey, this great tight end we have, we're going to release instead of releasing Ezekiel Elliott. It's like. <laughs> Mediocre franchise. <laughs> Win a fucking Super Bowl, will you? <laughs> That's a perfect way to end this. <laughs> that is We're a perfect way like... to end this. Oh, man. So, apologies to all you Cowboys fans out there. Not really, though. Yeah. I mean, the Broncos <laughs> yeah. are fucking trash, too. So yeah, we but we've won a that. Super Bowl this fucking century. So. That's true. <laughs> That's true. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, football season, well, the NFL season is officially over. Well, I guess college is because we did our the, college. The combines well. this week, though, and the draft's coming up. Yeah, I mean, plenty of off-season stuff for you to, to track along with. There's been coaching changes already. Uh, you know, the combine, the draft will be in April. Spring um, ball's coming up for college. We're kind of pivoting into basketball, so we'll, we'll bring you guys a, a March Madness podcast coming up here soon. That's my 
second favorite sporting event of the sports calendar behind the Super Bowl. So I always get pretty excited for that. Um, yeah, so tune in for, for more Just Browsing podcasts here in the next couple of weeks. So thanks, everybody, yeah, for joining. Thank you. Um, yeah, we appreciate the support, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah, thank you. Later. See ya.